Hey guys, welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social, and my co-host is Cole Mosier. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to be breaking down how they've grown their business through their social footprint. So join us as we follow along on their journey. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's Follow Me Podcast. Let's get straight <laughs> into it, Cole. My energy's high. I'm excited to be here. Mm. What was your viral moment of the week? My viral moment was my dream last night. Do you want to hear about it? Not really, but let's get into <laughs> it. I had a dream that I was dating John Mayer, and he asked me to be his girlfriend at one of his concerts in front of like 50,000 people. It was That's exciting. Remember when we saw him at, um, where was that? Uh, Soho House. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was. It's Sunset Tower, not Soho House. Okay, well, okay. I wasn't there that time. I saw him at Soho House. Oh, all right. Oh, I've seen him <sighs> Just, there, too. Anyways. I, is it, am I going to get scrutinized every week on, on these? What, tell us about your flip side. Unfollow me moment. Unfollow me moment. I'm moving, and I have not packed, so I am stressed Ooh. out. But um, moving in 15 days, and... Your apartment's so cute. Pack. I saw it on stories. I really like it. Thank you. It looks big. I love it. It's cute. Chic. Yeah. Congrats. Washer, dryer, dishwasher. Did you like see anything on the internet? Oh, man. You're, I can't keep up with you right I now. <laughs> I'm a wizard. Um, yes, I did. I saw something. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Hold, please. It's coming to me. Um, I saw on the internet that, you know, gel cream, do you follow that account? Yeah. The beauty product shelfies. Yeah. So I follow the girl that runs gel cream. Like she takes all the product, like the photos and she called out a brand for copying her images and like her little army of gel cream followers went to town on his photos and he's like a brand new brand launched with all these photos. And he had like reached out to her to shoot the content then didn't hire her, but jacked her style. So it was pretty Ooh, Juicy. that's intense. Uh-huh. Actually. Bad move. I saw your photo on um, the Rose Inc. Did you see that? No. Rosie Huntington Whiteley. She regrammed one of your photos. Liar. No. What? And tagged you. That's my viral moment. She tagged you. No. Yes. No. I was like, I remember this goop of crap on a piece of paper. I was like, I know this photo. You, you love my goop photos. <laughs> but that should be your wow. moment. I meant to DM it to you, but I just. Man, that. I'm high. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. What so, about you? Are you going to let me ask? <laughs> yeah, ask me. I don't want to ask myself anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Allie, what was your viral moment this okay, week? Okay. Get this. So I can't say where I was because it's confidential, but mm. I was in basically like a room with one or two other people and Beyonce walks What in. was she wearing? The queen. Um, she was, was her hair done? She had a ponytail and she was wearing like an Ivy Park shirt. Like she looked great. She looked amazing. And she short. Um, she was like shorter than I thought she would be in mm-hmm. person. But yeah, I mean, she looked amazing. I want to know all the things. I mean, Did you I say was hi? like, I mean, I like sm- Yeah, like I said hi and smiled. But I was like, I was walking out. She was walking in type of situation. I would have lost my cool. That's like the one celeb. Yeah, she's she's everything. Um, so that's that's me now, I guess. Wow, <laughs> living that life. <laughs> um, okay, and then on the flip side, yes. What's your unfollow me of the week? So I had to take like a pretty big lesson and really enforce it this week and execute on it, and that is as a business owner to really hone in on focus on what you're good at and not try to do a million things that you're not good at. 
I know that's vague, but basically we're kind of just changing some of the services that we do at Be Social mm-hmm. and um, we're consolidating and focusing really on influencer and talent. And that's like our bread and butter. I so. love it. I love what you said in our meeting, the all hands meeting, like what, who we are. Can you say that? Yeah, I can say that. I mean, my like dream for Be Social is that we are like the go-to for any brand that wants to tap millennial females. And we're going to use like our connections, our platform, our everything and make it happen. And then what I saw on the internet, um, I am loving the man app and the female (laughs) app. Like I love putting on my boyfriend. I love doing the man app on myself. I think it's just really. Is it an app? Yeah. It's well, it's like Snapchat. Oh, like a filter. A filter. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's an internet piece of technology. The man app. I should make that. I feel like it would go crazy. Honestly, I'm the ugliest dude you've ever seen. Oh I my tried God, it. I've never seen you as a dude. I need to see it. It's not cute. We're going to post it on the Follow Me podcast Instagram. Definitely so go not. there and follow and I will be posting Cole and I as men. Maybe. I'm really excited to get into today's guest. She is a ball of energy. She Mm -hmm. talks more than you and I ever have in our lives. I know. She's amazing. Yeah. So (laughs) she carries this podcast. I don't even know if I say anything. Um, I definitely don't. Yeah, (laughs) you don't. (laughs) Really excited to have her. Um, Let's get into it. Today's guest is influencer, speaker, writer, plus model, and creative director, Alex Michael May. She has built a brand on being the virtual BFF every woman needs, from cheerleading her followers to believe in themselves through practical exercises and honesty to helping them navigate life's roadblocks and become the best version of themselves. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Welcome, Alex. We're so excited to have you. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Um, Speaker's fascinating, this little mic. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's It's official. Yeah, it is official. Okay, we ask this every podcast. What was your first Instagram post? Oh, I remember this very well. It was an emo selfie because I thought Instagram was like a photo editing app. I didn't realize that everyone was going to see it. So Mm -hmm. I was just experimenting with all kinds of like dark, moody little filters and things. I specifically remember, I'm pretty sure that I was in San Francisco visiting a friend at the time. And my second post, I think, was like the wood beams on a ceiling of a restaurant. Like, Oh, well done. Yes. And actually, they're both still up. I have left every post that I've ever done up because I think it's important to be able to see that evolution. Yeah. It was definitely like a moody, like I look a little murderous, just a little. (laughs) It's very pixelated. Like, I don't know what was happening, but... Probably the phone you had. Oh, you've 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 seen it. I've it's <laughs> it's in front of me. Oh, okay. So I was right though. That was my first. Yeah, it's like you're with a martini glass and like brunette. you're with a friend, brunette, like selfie. Oh, thank God it wasn't just me because they're like two or three in <laughs> is just me. Mm. And then we went through a braid phase oh. um, where oh. we were just enjoying our long hair okay. at the moment, <laughs> like boho um, braids. Absolutely, like you know, fanned and feathered and fishtailed. <laughs> Kind of the vibe. Wow. Um, so this post was in 2011. Like, what were you doing in 2011? Taking emo selfies <laughs> with Obviously. copious amounts of filters slapped on top. Um, in 2011, I was working as a prop stylist and working under another blogger. I remember specifically when Instagram came out and really obviously thought it was a photo editing app and didn't realize that it was going to be published. And then soon thereafter realized that. And then I started having fun with it. I really, 
had a lot of fun with photography and seeing colorful little moments in life, but I didn't make too many appearances in my photos after those first few. Hmm. I was not in a place where I was comfortable being in front of the camera. So I really like to explore the world around me through travel, some flat lays. We all remember that culture. Oh, I was really into flat lays as <laughs> yeah. well. So it was cool. Um, you were working for a blogger? Who was the blogger? Um, Design Love Fest, Brie Oh, Amory. okay. Yeah. I think I saw that on your LinkedIn. That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I noticed that you just added me on LinkedIn yes. when I was in the bathroom <laughs> five minutes ago because I was not checking my email in your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so you, like, how'd you get the job with her? Like, how did that So work? I was working at, okay, so I think this was the time in my life that I had nine jobs. And oh. I think that's the most jobs I've ever had at once. That's a lot of jobs. Wow. It was quite a few jobs. So when I first moved to LA, I was pursuing improv, comedy, and writing for co- like copywriting for advertising. And I was working at a firm, a boutique marketing agency, and I got laid off. And so everything after that was very much organic, word of mouth, meeting people. I never really applied for another job after that, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And through this crazy roundabout experience, like a little constellation, you can kind of only connect it after ended up doing what I'm doing now, but I was working at, at the time. So I was nannying for a baby. This is just a long story. I'll just like spit it out. Like <laughs> we want to know. It's about your hair. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Not us. Um, okay. So I, uh, after I got laid off from that job, the bookkeeper at that job, she acted like a big sister to me. Like she was one of the first people that I met here in LA and she really took me under her wing. She got me the apartment by her apartment and she gave me a job doing bookkeeping for her for like $15 an hour. And I was awful. And it was like, she was literally paying me to ruin her life and everything. And I was like, why are you doing this? I would roll out of bed in my pajamas, walk to her apartment, which was like, one door down from mine. She'd like give me coffee and feed me. I think she's pitying me. And then I'd like mess around on spreadsheets for a while, like leave, leave everything in ruins and leave. And so she had a client that had a baby who was a month old and needed a nanny. So I went and took care of this like tiny little blob and <laughs> had, I was like, you're trusting me with this? Like it was wild. And, um, so I was working for her and she would take me on set with her, with the baby. She was an art director for Disney and she would have me come on set. And I met one of the prop stylists there and she, I don't even know what our interaction was. I think she was like, what would you do here? Blue or green? And I was like, I'd actually do yellow or something. And she was like, you've made an interesting eye. Have you ever thought about doing this? And the, uh, the mom of the baby also was like always telling me that I should do something in that realm. So she ended up hiring me to help her with a Sony commercial. And, but she didn't tell me that she was just going to leave town and literally just like, here's the job. And she was paying 500 whole dollars and I had never seen 500 whole dollars (laughs) in my life. So I was pretty excited about it. And, um, I stayed up all night, like baking cupcakes and making these hats and it ended up being like the cutest commercial and it was great. And the people were super happy with it. And I did a few more jobs with her. Um, That's kind of how I got my feet wet in that, Mm -hmm. moving from the writing side of things to the visual side of things. And that mom also had a friend that owned a boutique, a baby store um, on the beach. And so I went to go work there part-time as well. And I was working there and the manager was super into blogs. And obviously this was kind of like in blogs's, blogs's, <laughs> blogs's heyday, like where they were just kind of like having like an up and about moment. You know, they yeah. were just kind of like coming this to the like forefront. This like 2012, 2013? This, this was 2011. Oh, 2011. This is where okay. we're back there still. Yeah. Wow. We haven't Ooh. progressed far. <laughs> <Speaking> of, <laughs> hope you have all night, ladies. <laughs> we some pizza. Um, so yeah, so anyway, the manager was like a big fan of blogs and one of the ones that she read was Design Love Fest. And so through her, I started reading this blog. So then I was at 
anthropology, because I was like a major anthropology fan. I could see that. Yeah, I was like definitely, especially back then with those braids and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was an anthro sweater probably in that first post. <laughs> so I was um, at anthropology at a Design Sponge book signing, and I happened to see Brie there. And we were looking at the same coat, and we had a conversation about the coat. And then I just said, hey, I am familiar with your blog. I know you were looking for an intern. Are you still happen to be looking for somebody? And she's like, well, not really officially, but yes. Um, can you come meet next week? And so I came to meet her thinking like I had this whole portfolio prepared, thinking I would show her my work. And she's like, so when can you start? And I was like, uh, like told her like barely anything. And she just gave me a chance and um, worked for her for, I want to say two years wow. and really learned I was her first employee. She had had one assistant or one person before for like a little while, but this I was kind of like her first official employee. And now she has this whole team. And yeah. so it was a really great experience to kind of dip my hand and toe or whatever kind of body part <laughs> is that proverbial thing they say. <laughs> so I was just swimming and learning about contracts and like even negotiating and seeing the behind the scenes of stuff and helping produce shoots and events and getting to even do like a little craft, like a DIY column. I literally did her hair and makeup. I would put on her lashes like I'd put lashes on her and do her hair. Like, I mean the whole, like there was nothing that I wouldn't do, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was very much, um, like a startup-y kind of environment in that it was like, you just jump in and help wherever's needed and whatever that looks like. And was she getting like brand deals and stuff back Absolutely. in 2011? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. And it was definitely uh, through her blog, not through Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but she was doing, she was, I think she was really an innovator. She had a really interesting mind for that sort of thing. She was thinking of all kinds of ways to monetize and do events and partner with brands in an interesting way. And she had such a unique aesthetic and such a great aesthetic that I feel like she, you know, just had so many talents and that she just really had the mind for it. So it was cool to kind of see how her mind worked as well. And I feel like now doing this myself, which I never envisioned would have been the case. It's so funny that now even I'll look back and think like, oh, wow, now I understand what she was thinking when she did this or that, you know, it's like, it really was a great foundation to get, even if I didn't realize at the time what mm -hmm. I was learning. Mm -hmm. So I continued doing both of those things. And then I was still nannying and I was taking other jobs on the side and doing all kinds of stuff. But that's what I was doing in 2011. That was the longest story. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, that was a really water. busy year. year. <laughs> um, guys, that year was wild, to be honest, personally, <laughs> professionally. So can you tell us what you do now? Yeah. So currently you just gave them my bio, but I'm trying to memorize it myself. <laughs> um, I do, obviously I do work on Instagram. Like I do social media content creation and I also speak at events and on panels and um, conferences. And um, I actually emceed a conference last year for the first time, which was really fun. Um, I do... I guess like light TV hosting. I filmed actually a randomly a French car commercial that's coming out this month in Europe. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> so I feel like it is a very, um, it's kind of disconnected, but also connected. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't write as much anymore. I write for myself, but I, that's something I'd like to get more into. But I, since I moved here to do writing and improv comedy, those are two things that I felt like kind of got left behind that I missed. So I'd like to pick those up again, but I do some like, uh, hosting or on-air like video kind of stuff. And then I do plus modeling now as well. Yeah. And you are an advocate for body positivity, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Tell us about that. What does that mean? And Yeah. So I spent most of my life hating my body and absolutely convinced that there was something wrong with it and something mm -hmm. wrong with me. 
And I was also convinced that that is the reason why I could never be successful, never do what I wanted to do, and never be in front of the camera. I think I thought I could never build my own dreams. And I think that's why I invested so much of my time and energy into building the dreams of others, which I feel like is something that everybody needs to do and go through. And I think it's a beautiful thing. But I also think that there comes a time where you need to decide if you are like a leader or a doer. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Simon Sinek's work, but, um, there, there, I don't know. I think that we're, we're all called to do something unique. And I think that you can't like try to find fulfillment by living vicariously through other people. And some people are called to help build these structures and ideas that other people have. And we need those people more than anything, but some people are called to share their own ideas or be in front of the camera. And I think not only did I feel like I couldn't do it, but I also felt a sense of shame for even wanting to do it. Like, man, that shame ran deep. It was really, really, yeah, absolutely. I think as women, I think a lot of us face these things, but I think any time, anything having to do with like body issues can, and any, any kind of like childhood trauma can really kind of like dig, like bury you so far down that it's a lot to dig out. And so about, I've only really been doing this for two years, which is crazy. So I was a creative director before. So after all the things in 2011, (laughs) (laughs) what a great year. I, uh, through then I like, I, I think I went, um, I was in house for a jewelry company for about a year. And then I went fully freelance in 2015, had a studio downtown where I was doing content creation for brands and creative consulting and had a bunch of brands on retainer and was doing that. And I, and I was, it was going well, but it definitely wasn't super fulfilling and it was very stressful. And, um, but my Instagram was all photos of flat lace, stuff I did for clients, travel, food, all of that. If you saw a photo of me, I most likely had on sunglasses. I had a poncho and was like hiding behind other people. It was just not, I was not comfortable being seen Mm -hmm. in any capacity of the word, like physically seen or, you know, like metaphorically. So, um, I met some, I'm trying to remember how it all began. There was a couple things, but I met a woman, Nicolette Mason, who is an amazing influencer and a friend of mine at a dinner and I saw her and, and I heard about what she did and I just was like baffled. I was just like, this is a thing. And like, what? Like, it, I didn't even know that good plus size clothing existed. I was wearing like these black target leggings with like a gray t-shirt every day. And I love style. I love fashion, but I was completely minimizing and ignoring that part of myself for so long. Cause I just thought like these things are not for me or for mm-hmm. women that look like me or whatever. So, um, that was something. And then I was with a good friend of mine in Palm Springs at modernism week. And I, for the occasion was like, I'm going to, just going to buy an outfit. That's I think I saw in probably Nicolette and she led me to Gabby fresh. She's a really good friend mm-hmm. of mine. Um, and I think through meeting those women and seeing what they were doing, I was like, Whoa, this outfit's cute. Like, Oh, I kind of recognize myself in that body type. I just didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. And so I, bought my first like plus size outfit, which of course I went balls to the freaking wall and I got a gold lame pantsuit. Wow. Not only was it a gold lame pantsuit, it had like cape sleeves. No. And I wore it to Monitors and Week loud and proud. And this guy who was there too, was like an Instagram guy. He was like, Oh my God, I love your outfit. Can I take a photo of you? And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'd rather die. But I was like, sure. (laughs) And I like, even my body, like my pose in that was like very demure. And I was like looking down, but I was like, after I saw the photo, it shocked me because I think 
I was that girl that had those, the Facebook notification settings on because like I would worry a friend would tag me in a photo that I looked horrible and I'd like have to run home and like go to my computer and untag it. Like it was, I was so like afraid of what I looked like and my dysmorphia was so strong that when I saw this photo, I was like, I don't look like a monster and I'm kind of fabulous. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Very. (laughs) I mean, maybe not today with this little banana clip in my hair, but my, um, that, yeah, so my friend convinced me, the other friend that I was with was like, you, why don't you just, why don't you love style? You love fashion, you love beauty. Why don't you do this? I'm like, I can't. And she's like, why not? And it, I just never thought about it that way. And the person that I was with, uh, her name is Puno. I don't know if you know. Do you know Puno? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's been, been on, on the podcast. podcast. Of course she has. Yeah. She's also her. a good friend of mine. Yeah. And she, I just admire her so much because she's so cool. She's so bold. She's so unapologetically herself. Mm-hmm. And if I was like, if someone this cool is, t- she doesn't lie, you know, if someone this cool thinks I'm cool and they think I can do this, yeah. maybe that's a thing. She's it was like, cool. I almost needed my <laughs> creativity. Like I'd gone through a pretty dark period of like not feeling like my creativity was valued and feeling like less than, especially compared to like other bloggers in the industry that I'd had experiences with. And I kind of felt like it was renewing for me to hear that and from someone that I valued and so then she took like a flash photo of me in the hotel room and I put that one up and I was just like feeling myself so I'm not like just like light like a little bit of feeling and then (laughs) I like wore this dress to a wedding and that was by that same brand it's called Eloquy and I tagged them in the post. you work with them now don't you? Yeah. I do and then within a month they gave me a campaign for the holidays already I think I posted in like October November they gave me like um, my first little campaign. I think it paid like $300 and I did this whole little photo shoot and then they flew me out to New York to launch their swim and that was like my first thing modeling and then I became really good friends with their social media girl who now is like actually here in LA staying with me right now who doesn't even work there anymore but it's like so yeah. wild how things evolve and so she essentially discovered me I guess. She likes to claim it. Yeah. But she, I mean she's not wrong. Yeah. So yeah and so that kind of opened the door for me and then other things happened and I would say I, I made the conscious decision to I basically made a decision towards radical self-love. I'm like if yeah. I continue on this way I'm going to be miserable and depressed the rest of my life. And I'm just going to try this experiment, pretend like I love myself, pretend like I think that this body's okay. I'm going to use some, like, you know, not to minimize the body positive hashtags or anything like that. But I think I was trying to convince myself and it was an experiment. It was like, what if I acted as if I love myself? What would I do if I love myself? And then it ended up actually like being a self-fulfilling prophecy, which in a good way, which was cool. So, and then within six months, I was at the point where I felt like it was time to go full time already, which was kind of crazy. When you did that first post in Palm Springs, Mm -hmm. um, how many followers did you have? I think I was at maybe 10,000 then. I had flat lays. Correct. Just from, just from, yeah, being an early adapter and just, I think being active on the platform and yeah, doing flat lays and stuff and working with brands that would tag me and stuff Mm -hmm. in like more creative direction work. Got it. So I I definitely had like a base, I guess, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it, it just grew. And so I feel like after that, it grew pretty quickly to like maybe 15, 16,000. And then within six months to a year, I was doubled. And then I've been doubling ever since you, cause I, I'm trying to remember, I remember last year in July, I hit 50 and I just hit 80. And so I'll probably be maybe, so I would say like, I'm about doubling. Yeah. yeah. Which is really quick. Yeah. For like nowadays. And it is. And it was, yeah, I just feel like that's the thing is that it kind of happened organically and quickly. And, um, I understand that that's probably not everyone's story, but I think it was something about like, do you ever, do you guys ever play Super Mario Kart? No. No. No? (laughs) 
Okay, I've got Sorry. one Super Mario Kart person. <laughs> well, Natalie. it's like it's like you're going, you're going, and you're trying to go as fast as you can on this track, and they'll throw like a banana or like a little turtle shell on you, and you like spin out. But like, there's these little like super booster things, and if you go, it's like it just like you. First of all, you're like invincible to anything that's touching you, and second of all, it just like gives you like a little burst. But you have to like be right on track of this thing, and so I feel like it was this unique timing where. Mm-hmm. The culture was ripening towards body positivity. I think people were ready for it. Mm-hmm. I was also doing it in a unique way because I came from more of the traditional blog world. Um, and I think I had maybe a different eye and the creative direction kind of background had prepared me for that. And I think that it was me being really honest and vulnerable in certain ways with where I was feeling. And it was just relatable. And so I think it was just like the timing, like that old saying about like where preparation meets opportunity was like a lucky time. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just happened. So what do you think people like on your account? Like, why do they like following you? Well, I do get quite a few messages from women. So I feel like I wouldn't pretend to know, you know, from an outside perspective, but I feel like I have enough messages to like reiterate that. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I do that I've definitely done more of lately is inviting people in on the journey, being honest about where I am and not like, oh, here I am and I have all the answers and this is what you should do because I'm a mess. I'm like such a garbage human <laughs> as we covered before the speakers, before the little microphone started picking up. No, I mean, I really am and I own that. I mean, I talk about, I feel like there's a balance, right? Because I do understand that my imagery is maybe more aspirational in that it is professionally shot and... I have a lot of fun with it. That's like what I love doing. And mm-hmm. so I do have a problem shooting like something I don't, I'd like to get to the point where I'm a little more raw and like real and um, not real. It's not like I'm not real, but like in the moment, less yeah. like curated. curated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what I love doing. And so that's what makes me come alive. But I will say the dichotomy, like the, the other side that my shadow person is, if you guys saw the movie, yes, never mind. I'm like referencing way too much pop culture. We, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, like, we're oblivious we're over here. It's scary. <laughs> it's just don't. Um, but I, I feel like there on stories, I'm like absolutely like completely raw and vulnerable. Like I'll be yeah. sweating in a paper gown at the OBGYN's office yeah. and talking about like yep. yeah. being violated by a camera. And like I've seen you in your underwear and bra. Oh, that's a new <laughs> development for me too, might I say. I mean, my poor dad, he watches all my stories. <laughs> no. <laughs> and my grandma too. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I think that people like the humor. Like, I just think you're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So you agree. You think you're really funny. That's a setup. I know it now. Um, I think that, I think that people do feel this affinity. Like I'm their virtual friend. People do Mm -hmm. send me messages like that all the time. I also love helping people with like shopping things or just talking to them. Mm-hmm. I answer every DM that comes through and sometimes it can be a lot. I also even feel like shame about being like, yeah, I get so many direct messages. But when I do like a story that has like, like a lot of feedback that comes through, like I did one about like which rugs or lamps to pick and I got like hundreds and hundreds like last yeah. week and I still haven't gone through all of them. But generally people... DM me, I definitely take the time to have a conversation. And sometimes it's easier to send a little video or like a voice memo. I do that a lot. Um, but we talk about things that are like real and, and deep. And I do um, a Monday Night Live where I talk about like what I talked about in therapy last week and what's going on. And I mean, I think that I have a long way to go as far as how open and vulnerable I can be. Mm-hmm. But I'm pressing into it and I'm trying. And I think that if nothing else, I own the imperfection of where I am. And I think that maybe that's people just can relate. I think that it's just, I think there are so many women who have feelings like I have and have felt like I have my whole life. And I think there isn't a lot of that. There is some, for sure, there's people who are doing a great job, but I think that there's room and I think that people resonate with that. 
I love what your Instagram bio says. I believe in you. Let's get you two too. My mom doesn't. She thinks it's grammatically incorrect. Thank you. <laughs> mom, are you listening? Is this thing it's on? so good. It's so cute. Thanks, guys. I made that yeah. happen. I was really about it. And then my mom challenged me and I've been second guessing it ever since. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good. good. How it. do you do that though? How are you getting people to believe in themselves? So I have all of these plans and things that I want to do and things I want to create as far as like tools. So I actually made a video, I want to say a year ago or more, maybe a year and a half ago called don't talk to my friend that way. And it was about negative self-talk. So it's just, I'm just essentially sharing the tools that I've learned that have helped me get to where I am now. So I think that's one way that I do it is through um, that. And I do like in my captions, like sometimes they're short and witty and like funny or whatever, but a lot of the times they are like deeper or something that I'm feeling in that moment. And, um, obviously taking the time to talk to people, but what has, um, presented itself to me that I never imagined is that just by living my life unapologetically, that's like what's getting people to, and that's a message I get constantly. It's like by seeing someone with my same body type who doesn't feel shame wearing a swimsuit, I just bought two new bikinis and I'm going to Mexico next week. Like I'll get ones like that constantly. Like I got this girl, she's like, I'm 16 years old. I live in Spain. I'm one of the only people I know who's plus size. I felt horrible about myself until I found your account. Mm. And now I realize that like beauty can come in different forms. So I think like just by me living my life and not being ashamed of who I am, people see that because that's what happened to me. And so sometimes I feel like a little bit like, I don't know, self-important or whatever when I kind of think of it that way. But I'm like, that's how I felt when I mm-hmm. met Nicolette and Gabby. That's how I felt when I saw other women doing this is I, I could recognize beauty in them. And I'm like, well, logically, if I can recognize beauty in them, I can recognize beauty in me. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, like through trying to do it and then just through living my life also and letting people see that, like normalizing, I guess, normalizing mm-hmm different body types, normalizing, being normal and being a mess and not being perfect. So cool. I'm just so inspired right now. Um, Okay. Now we're going to jump into what we ask every episode. Okay. Your viral moment. I didn't have one, but I want one. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) We kind of butcher this every time. I don't don't ever get the like... (laughs) transition into this very well okay so basically your viral moment is like your i made it moment like this is me wow working on it okay no that's totally fine and then on the flip like an unfollow me moment like a moment you regret wish you could take back sure (laughs) like okay so like me at my best me at my worst basically yeah okay it's hmm. a good way to ask. Yeah, should we rewrite right. this? And we might use that. We can maybe let's workshop this. Um, I, I so I do think a lot of people probably had a viral moment. I just don't think I have yet. I don't know. That's if okay. I, Some people have. Answered yeah, it yeah, that yeah. Way. And I mean, would I want one? Sure, for the right reason, maybe. But um, I think. I mean, I definitely think like certain brand partnerships have elevated me and like helped with the visibility a lot, but. We'll see, guys. Hopefully, maybe by the time this goes live, it'll be viral. And (laughs) for as far as like my cringeworthy moment, um, I mean, I have been cringy many times. Uh, I just think I'm learning every day ways that I can be more sensitive and less ignorant in every Mm, way, shape, and form. I think something that I've learned so much about is diversity and inclusivity um, in everything that we do. And so I think like coming from Nebraska 
I just like had such so much to learn, you know, about like literally, okay, actually like anything, just like ways that we culturally appropriate. We don't know we're doing that. Like, I feel like it's just learning about stuff like that. So I feel like I probably was so, so cringeworthy. Um, but like, I don't know if we're being humorously unfollow me, but like, I used to have really, really big hair. <laughs> oh yeah. You had like Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, I also had a problem, uh, pageant a, a, hair. Tanning, a tanning problem. <laughs> like in beds mm-hmm. or spray tanning in beds. It's a miracle. I'm going to crack any. Yeah. Anyway. What? How does your skin look like that? Yeah. I ask myself that every you? single day. We don't discuss that. We don't. Yeah, uh, you can't ask that, especially yeah, not on a podcast. If you, podcast. I, I obviously think you look young or I wouldn't have I asked. do. I'm not as young as you think. And I have had so offline. You're going to tell me that. <laughs> Why? Why do I always get into this conversation? <laughs> um, so yeah, I used to tan a lot. That's awful. Yeah. That's very <laughs> unfollow me. I mean, it was rough. Yeah. Like I was really dark, like so dark that it was I need to, I need to fact check this. Yeah. <laughs> Look on your gram. Um, describe your online presence in three words. Fun, real, and colorful. Those are great ones. Wow. Those are just off the top of your... <laughs> Thanks, gang. <laughs> um, what's something you would never do for the gram? Mm, these are really good questions. I used to probably think that I would never pose in lingerie or naked on the gram, but mommy's been getting wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like pose nude, like accidentally, like a couple months ago. You did? Kind of. How do you do that accidentally? Yeah. Um why am I telling this story right now? But I was at my studio downtown and I was walking by and there's this woman that comes to town sometimes and she just is just she lives in Brazil and she's a photographer and she is friends with a friend and she interviewed me for this like project about like femininity and womanhood and whatever and she tried to get me to get naked then and I was like not in that place. But for some reason, there was like some cool lighting. Our friend moved into the studio across from us and there was this really beautiful lighting on the ground. And she's like, oh, can I just take a picture of you? She wants to let me take a picture of her. I'm like, sure. So she's like, can you just take off your sweater? I was like, there's nothing underneath. She's like, perfect. And then next thing you know, I'm literally like naked on the floor taking these photos. And I actually did a whole Instagram story about it. I was like, guys. I missed this. Several months ago. Okay. I was like, guys, I just posed nude. Like it was really empowering. I was like, a lot of shame came up for me just about being in my body and like what people would think and this and that and the other. And I like worked through it all like on camera and I was like workshopped it out. But, um, and I haven't even seen them and I don't know where they're going to go or whatever, but I, I feel like that's something I said I would never, Oh my God, look, he's just sleeping upside down. I'm sorry. It's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. She's talking about my dog. Yeah. Sorry. He's like a little teddy bear and he's on his back and he's an angel. Um, gosh, what else would I wouldn't, wouldn't do on the gram? I, I, who knows? Yeah. I mean like probably like, I don't, I don't like like sensational nudity for the sense of nudity. Like I don't like, mm-hmm. and I also have a thing with like, you know, the hypersexualization of women and the right. hypersexualization of like curvy women. But I don't know guys, let's find out. That yeah. could be a fun, what if we, what if we we'll do a little a side up. session, yeah. a follow up yeah. that's kind of like a truth or dare <laughs> kind of thing. Like what wouldn't you do for the ground? Yeah. Um, like oh, that would have been a good game. You know what <laughs> I wouldn't do? I would not shame another person or like that on the platform. I feel like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Um, what's a question you wish we had asked you? I don't know. Like what's, what is your vision for your platform or what do you, what do you want it to go? Or, um, that's a good one. Yeah. So now we want to ask you, what's, what's your, your vision, vision for, for your, your platform? platform? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. What a cool question. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, do you, you don't have an answer ready? Well, that's <laughs> fair. I feel, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> uh, hmm. I mean, I guess I just really, there's something about the community of women and men that I have been fortunate enough to, I don't want to say that I built it, but that I get to interact with every day. And uh, I feel like there's a unique opportunity to unite these like-minded people. And I'd really love to be able to find a way to do that. I think I'm in a mode of being open enough and comfortable enough to, I guess, meet meet people and like uh, learn from them as well. And so I would love some kind of way of doing that. I don't know what that looks like, whether it's live in-person events or, you Sounds know. Sounds like it. Building, yeah, building like an off-platform thing. I really feel like I'm here to do the work of helping people heal from their own issues, like from trauma, I guess, like help them transform their wounds into gifts and then use those gifts to spread goodness in the world and help others. Like that's kind of what I feel like my journey has been just, I grew up with a pretty, like quite a bit of trauma up through actually, even in 2011, I had, um, my like long-term partner pass away Mm. and I was just in such a dark place, like with body stuff. I had an eating disorder for 10 years. I was raised by a mom with an eating disorder and like a self-mutilation problem, like diagnosed with depression when I was like a child, like just so many things that I feel like if I can dig myself out of this and if I can feel okay about, about the way I look, like it's just the complete polar opposite of how I used to feel. Like I remember my prom photos, I took a magic marker and I literally, cause like the guys on either side of me had like black tuxes. I literally carved off my hips, like with the magic marker and like drew it out. And I wasn't even, it was just the fact that I had hips, like just, mm-hmm. I couldn't to go from a place of such disgust and disdain for my body to one where I like comfortable so cool doing these things it seems like a small thing but to me it's like the equivalent of like doing like an ultra marathon yeah it's like no, it's like totally wild. Yeah. and I like to remember that as much as possible because it's so easy for it to become your new normal it's also so easy to, to have it be normal that I'm shooting with Nike last week or doing these things where two years ago I would have just dreamt of that and I was mm-hmm. slumping around in sweatpants like moving a blueberry 10 millimeters apart for <laughs> the whole day you know it's crazy to think of what you can do when you actually believe and put your mind to it so my vision for my platform is to help other people like see that it's possible and realize where their like wounds are become triggers and then find a way to transform that. Cause I feel like my biggest liability perceived liability was my weight, my body image, just me as a person and like all of my quirks. Like I also thought, you know, like my weird sense of humor and all the things about mm-hmm. me. But now I feel like those are all the reasons why I'm able to do what I do and why I'm successful. And I think a lot of times our our wounds or our scars are actually like a little roadmap to, whoa, that was pretty, I'm going to like save that one. Uh, I didn't even finish it. I was just too excited about it. They can be like a roadmap to something great that you can contribute to the world. Like I don't think, I think that we can allow them to be our greatest gift if we do. So I'd like to, without being specific, find a way to capitalize on that more and share that more with people. Obviously, like I'd love to write a book about it or I don't know, do some kind of workshop. Um, definitely want to create Honestly, I want to create like a four good media empire based around empowering people with these tools, but in very snackable ways. Because I think right now there is such an overload of information that you have to be smart about the way you get people's attention and share information. But I think that it could be done in a good way. Wow. So good. Yeah. <laughs> you have a vision. Drop the mic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That <laughs> was, help. Yeah. That was fantastic. 
Um, okay, so now what we do is we play a little game. So you're a creative director. You know a lot about brands. What we're doing is we're going to do like an elevator well, an elevator pitch, and you have to guess what the brand is that we're trying to like pitch. Oh, my God. But are they real? Yeah, they're real brands. I love this game. It's like a weird game, but it kind of works. It sounds like fun, <laughs> and I'm ready. And we kind of butcher it, and we like don't yeah. know what we're saying half yeah. the time. So, okay, first brand. Um, this is so easy. You just did a shoot with them. They're an athletic apparel <laughs> <Nike>. company. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an elevator pitch. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> like at all. Okay, next one. Go. <laughs> but I liked it. Okay. Um, hi, I started this brand back in 2012-ish, I think. I think it was more like 2015. At the height of influencers, I utilized influencers to drive sales and on grow Instagram hair. and grow hair. Sugar bear hair. Yes. yes. I actually walked by. They have like a live store slash it's activation weird. on La Cienega. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they've had that for like 25 years. Okay. But they don't do anything with it. Yeah, I walked by and I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> Could just, I have one? They just have like a bunch of mail like... Those will <laughs> spilling in the door really yeah. wreck your stomach if you eat too many. They're so good. Have you I'm sorry, I love them. personally. <laughs> I literally ate my weight in Sugarfina last night, stress watching Game of Thrones. Oh, anyway, I we can talk about that. Later. But well, I feel you, you really are lucky. <laughs> that I was feel intense. out of the loop, though. I mean, you're too. You late. have too many things that you need to do that are more important than that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, next one. I was a website. I am now the brand. I was a website. And then I've since created a subscription box around my brand that I send to people. Have and it fun. This is Can we play this a lot? I'm so good at it. <laughs> Our word is really good at describing. Oh, yes. That too. That's we only really have three, right? Okay. So that was it. That was the no, game. Do you I don't know. Anymore? I really like it. We can play on the weekends. Fine. Okay. <laughs> that could be a fun drinking game. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now we're going to get into fan questions. It's kind of like rapid fire. Um, dream brand partnership. Well, here's the thing. Whenever you tell me that I have to be fast, I can't think of a thing. Target. I've always wanted to work with Target. Uh, you haven't worked with Target? No. They don't know I exist. Well, they will She's now. So sad. Yeah, they will now. <laughs> Do they listen to this? Um, what's the best advice you have received? There's nothing new under the sun. I think we all worry a lot about, are we being original enough? Like, are we copying people? But it's like, no one can do you the way that you do it. Um, you already have what it takes and whatever you put your spin on. Obviously, like, you can't copy people and, like, rip them off. But, like, there's enough space for all of us because we're all so uniquely different and different people are going to resonate with different people. So just do you and don't worry about the rest. And if you don't start now, you'll wish you would have started yesterday, six months from now. Yeah, I mean, Struggle couldn't life. have said it better. Um, what's your favorite part about your job? Man, it's just so many things. I love it. I love, I've been really focused on like being present and being gratitude, being gratitude. <laughs> Same. <laughs> gratitude. I've been grateful lately because I feel like the other day my photographer came over to shoot something and then we were driving and I was just having a mood. I didn't, my hair was not cooperating and I was crabby and I was hungry and I was just not in the mood. And then I was like, okay, check yourself. You little, can we say biatch? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> check yourself. You little wretch. And I, I just like had this mode. I'm like, man, I live in the most beautiful city in the world. Like the sunshine, like I get to make my own schedule. I get to work with my best friends. I think the best part about it is that it can be whatever you make it, which is also obviously like the 
dual-edged sword. The, that can also like be a lot of pressure. Um, and then you can also blame yourself and feel a lot of like your self-worth comes directly from that and it's dangerous. But I think it's amazing that you can essentially build whatever you want these days because we all have the same tools. Obviously some people have more money, whatever, but we all have like the same digital stuff at our disposal. Disposable. Heavens to bits. I know what you're saying. Disposal. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is I just love that I get to connect with, with women and men, but I love that I get to connect with people every day. Mm-hmm. It's something that I never imagined would be so fulfilling. And it just blows my mind every day. The space that virtual strangers can hold for each other and how, when we all just, I don't know, care for each other, and not and don't let our egos and insecurities stop us from supporting one another. Just how beautiful that can be. Also, great answer. <laughs> um, who is your favorite boss, girl boss, man boss, any mm, boss? The boss. Well, like I love Michelle Obama, duh. Mm, yeah. Um, do you know who else is such a trailblazer right now? Lizzo. Oh yeah. And then least favorite part of your job? Uh, I think the pressure. And comparison. I think it's dangerous that our brands like are ourselves when when you're an influencer. I guess like I don't know everyone else that's been on this podcast, but I get it. Yeah. yeah I, get I think it. like when your name is actually your brand, you feel like if you're not, if a post doesn't perform well or if you're not getting certain jobs, you feel like your own self-worth, you are your job. There is no work-life separation or balance, I guess. And I think it can be dangerous to feel like you are directly the product and if it doesn't go the way you want it to, or if someone, if you don't get a certain job, like you feel like you're not worthy. Mm. And I think that's really dangerous. And again, with the work life balance, like you just are working all the time. And of course it's enjoyable, but it also, I feel like you need to find a time to separate and get offline and just take a break back to the question about what's the, what's, what don't you like comparison. And I think mm-hmm. that that can be bred through not, um, through non, like a non-intentional use of Instagram. Like yeah. if you're not on Got there it. to answer comments, Instagram. Yeah. Like when you start scrolling, when that dangerous thing they introduced, like where it's been a while now, but like when they first introduced stories that go to story, to story, to story, to story, before you know it, you've been yeah. watching uh, those for 25,000 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It can be super duper dangerous, but I think, yeah, you just have to like be like, okay, I'm going to do this or set a timer or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's hard. But yeah, I also came up with this thing that helps me, which is like when you have an anxious thought or something that's happening, I imagine it as like a tantruming toddler. It's like in a swimming pool for some reason. And then I like pull out my perspective. I told my friend this one and you see mm-hmm. that your mind is this big, big pool and that's just one thought. Mm-hmm. But since you're so zoomed in, that's all you can see. Yeah. But if you pull out, like you realize that. you're all these different memories and experiences, but the overarching thing that contains mm-hmm. it all is your mind, which is always still, it's always a vessel. So it's helpful to kind of like see perspective on that. Anyway. Really inspiring. Yeah. I feel like a whole new person <laughs> after this podcast. I feel like I go out in the world and just be... A we'll new see. me. I hope so. I mean, I'm working on trying to do that myself. <laughs> no, but you really are doing really awesome things. And obviously that's why we wanted you here on this podcast. Thanks and for having me. I think you have a great story and I feel like you're going to be doing really cool things in the next couple months and years. So thanks guys. You should be thanks proud. For having yeah. me. Um, Thank where you. can people follow you? Um, primarily I'm on Instagram. I'm at Alex Michael May. And I also am being more consistent on my YouTube channel. Yeah, you are. So I'm working on that. And um, yeah, also I have a website, alexmichaelmay.com. I'm working on updating that more as well with just whatever's going on. But mostly I would say like Instagram and YouTube are the best. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.